at no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Well, we do have rational thoughts on the show today, of course. Uh, welcome. I'm your host, Doug Crow, the author of Brand Show. And you're going to want to take notes. And if you don't take notes, it's okay because they're right below here. You can go down and click on that and download the notes and enjoy the uh, things you might miss because we're going to talk fast. I'm not going to talk fast. Um, our guest today, however, is amazing. He has been training, speaking, coaching, consulting for over 30 years. And he's ranked as, as the top list of training and speaking in the sales, sales division for the Global Gurus, Global Gurus for six years. The Peachy and Peachy Rapport Mastery Sales Training System has been ranked number one in the world for three years. And he specializes in helping corporations, individuals attract and retain quality clients. So without further ado, my guest today, Mr. Joe Peachy. How are you, Joe? Hey, buddy. So good to be here. Thanks so uh, much. You bet. Great to have you on. So we got about 20, 25 minutes to... Uh, dispense our wisdom and, and fun here. Why should people listen to us the next 20, 25 minutes? Well, I, I, you know, I hear all the time, you know, Joe, salespeople need to, need to get to yes or no as quickly as possible. And that's wrong. Absolutely wrong. And as the show goes on, you'll know why. Ooh, I can't wait to hear about that. All right. So the, the word sales to a lot of people, or word sale, is a four-letter word, which we don't use. But we want to understand that, you know, People tend to have an aversion towards, oh, I don't want to talk to a salesperson. Um, how do new salespeople get over this call reluctance and that hesitation? Well, I think the biggest thing they have to understand the difference between transactional sales and consultative sales. Right. The transactional sales is the person you want to stay away from. That's to get to yes or no as quickly as possible. But consultative sales takes time. I mean, you know, 86% of all sales happens between the sixth and the 15th contact. And at least 67% of the population processes information slowly. So consultative sales is going to be much more comfortable for not only the salesperson, but the person receiving that salesperson. Okay. I have like 18 questions. So I'm going to try to organize them. The first one comes to mind is in a consultative environment, you're talking with a person, listening more than you're speaking, hopefully. And at some point you've given them like answered most of the questions. And some people ask a closing question. Some people say, what would you like to do next? If they say, I'll get back to you and you've given them everything you've got, how does a follow-up work? How do you get past contact? Let's say it's three contact points and I've got 13 to go here. What do I say other than bugging them? Well, first of all, it took me 10 years to get Caldwell Banker and 10 years to get Blue Cross. You know, 92% of sales professionals never follow up. So just by following up, you put yourself in the upper 1%, okay? But the other thing is, if you've done a great job of discovery, if you've done a great job of clarification, if you've done a great job of sharing what your uniqueness is, then when you make your offer, then the whole thing is the key to everything in sales is to establish the timeline up front. Mm. When do they want the results of what you're talking about? Yeah. So then when you call them back, which is consistently, hey, Bob, this is Joe Peachy, wanted to reconnect. Did I catch you at a bad time? Well, yeah, Joe, uh, you know, when we spoke before, we talked about you really wanted to move forward with helping your people generate better leads, book more appointments, close more business. Are we ready to move forward? 
-hmm. It's that simple. So the answer to my question is like, you better have handled that early on with the timeline. Because if you don't have that timeline, you're just bugging them. (laughs) You're going to have something in mind. I close more business because I have established a timeline. That doesn't mean they've given you the real timeline, but they have to speak it. You know, the word when is so vital. When do you want to do this? And you got to establish that before you talk about your products. Yeah. You know, um, I use this show um, for personal reasons, right? Like talking to my good friends, meeting people, but I always get good ideas for myself. So I'm not going to be ashamed to ask questions that relate to my business. No problem. Okay. So one of the things we both know is that two things motivate people, right? Fear and greed. It's, it's, it's works, right? I'm going to scare you into avoiding something or tantalize you with something you want. And we also know that fear generally sells a little bit better than greed because people would rather, you know, I got to have this insurance so I don't, you know, mess up. Yeah. When it comes to, in my world, you know, publishing a book, I work with, you know, people of very high stature, right. um, experienced people. And there's never of like, well, if you don't do a book, you're going to be a loser <laughs> because they're already very successful. And I, I don't really have any like fear-based stuff there. It's all based on, not I use the word greed, but you know what I'm saying about the the um, future state. Any any words of wisdom on creating a the fear? Yeah, well, well, when I do my quote-unquote meeting core yeah. story discovery, right. I usually find out, you know, what are their concerns and needs. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's quote-unquote fear. But right. I think when you're selling a book, to mm-hmm. me, it would be. So, Bob, why is it important for you to write this book? What's important to you? You know, what are you looking to accomplish? I think you have to establish the end in mind with them. Mm -hmm. So instead of establishing the negative up front, you establish the positive. Right. But then a simple question like, so how important is it for you to bring this book to market? Yeah. And when? Yeah. That's how I would handle it. I guess guess I'm kind of doing that because people that are – interested and want to get moving they they tend to get moving and those that don't don't which is totally fine because i'm not trying to talk anybody into this you know exactly yeah yeah um something about your background joe you've been in in business for a few years now you know you got you know a little bit of gray hair there or as one more says turning loose what um what your what's your background how'd you get involved in sales training well first of all i was a football coach got fired and we were uh three uh, three quarters of a million dollars in medical debt. And we found ourselves in a part-time direct sales business, not having any really good training about how to sell. It was a yeah. void. It was a lot of schmoozing and all that. And so we had to really start to learn and craft our own methodology on really tactical consultative sales, mm-hmm. skill-based. So as we became more and more successful, we were writing it down. Yeah. We started teaching. Well, fast forward, we were put on stages around the world, but then somewhere around 2003, we said, you know what? Let's get off the keynote stage for a while and let's become the best training company in America. And we dove in and took our content mm-hmm. and brought it to market. Now, one thing we will only train and speak and coach on what we do in our own business. Right. And what we realized, the number one fear in sales was picking up the phone. We decided to make that our niche. So Uh, in our training, we do live outbound telephone call training. 
you know, we, so in other words, we do the training and then we get on the phone in real time, booking appointments or selling over the phone or even mm -hmm. doing collections. We do the real deal. Wow. And we've done this for many, many years. And so just like anything else, I don't, I don't do a million other things. I don't do leadership training. Yeah. You know? uh, our verticals are simple. We work with small, medium and large companies and individuals on the complete sales process and sales. But then we also work with speakers, coaches, trainers, and authors that already have content, but they want to learn how to make money with it. So those are our two biggest verticals. I love that. Okay. So that might be an obvious question, but, um, you know, nobody like uh, picks up the phone anymore. <laughs> they don't have phone numbers that are you know, listed. How do you, how do you get someone's phone number to even get a conversation started nowadays? First of all, you can't hide in America. If you really want that number, you can get it. But there's another thing here. You can ask for it. You know, I think we're always, we are so wanting to be indirect. I am totally politely direct. Mm -hmm. And in our, you know, we got a sales boot camp coming up in a few weeks here. And we'll have 26 people from all different industries. Mm -hmm. We'll teach them before they come how to get phone numbers. And we'll make hundreds of calls. But then during that boot camp, we teach lead generation. And if you have a good lead generation mechanism, you will get phone numbers. Mm -hmm. Really, I mean, if I can't get a phone number on somebody's LinkedIn profile, I'll go to their website. I call the number on their website and I know how to get through the gatekeeper and I know how to get to the decision maker because it's all scripting. Right. So give us a couple of tips on that. How do you get what's your, some of your favorite ways to get through the gatekeeper on a cold call? Oh, man, I'm going to get this is like what people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for. But I'll give it to you because I like All right. It. Thank you. All right. So if I'm calling a company and uh, Mary answers and she's brusque. Good afternoon. This is Mary. Mary, my name is Joe Peachy of Peachy and Peachy. Uh, did I catch you at a bad time? Mm -hmm. What's this all about? Mary, we specialize in helping sales teams generate better leads, book more appointments and close more business. Now, because I've treated her with respect and I've given her a value proposition, mm -hmm. and I've also politely spoken above her pay grade, she cannot make that decision. 92% of the time we get, I don't handle that. Bob Smith does. And then I say, what's the best way for me to connect with Bob? Mm -hmm. In our sales boot camp, we will literally get through 92% of the gatekeepers. We'll get the decision maker's name or they'll put us through. Mm -hmm. Okay, so because we treat them with tremendous respect because they are the most important person you deal with we don't play games though we don't say how is your family yeah, they right. know you don't care about their family yeah it's very interesting i have a friend in hollywood and uh in that in that world a lot of the gatekeepers are trying to break into the producing role right, right. so when he called him up when he got started doing his movie stuff he would actually say, no, I don't want to talk now. I want to talk to you because you know what's going on around there. And I just want to, you know, pick your brain for a few minutes. He would actually completely remove the CEO suite and go yeah. right to the gatekeeper right. Right. and build a relationship with him. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So getting get past gatekeeper, that's, you know, one idea. I'm sure you got more and we could talk about that in your, your boot camp, of course. Um, what is the, the core difference between consultative sales and what people are generally used to or that sales resistance? Transactional sales truly yeah. is product driven first. Mm -hmm. Consultative sales is really doing a discovery of mm -hmm. what what they want to fix, what their needs are. 
then what is their desired result? Then it's their timeline. Mm -hmm. But but in that consultative sale, somewhere in that consultative sale, you better know what your uniqueness is. Yeah. That's in there. That's not bragging. That's just stating what is your fastball? What is your competitive difference? Mm -hmm. So we have a five-step process in our core story or our sales meeting. It starts out with discovery. Then we go to clarifying, which is repeating back. And then we get into our uniqueness. From there, we move into what we offer. And then our call to action is, so Jim, would you like a formal proposal? Mm -hmm. Not, I'm going to send you a proposal. Great. Get permission. That increases closing ratios. Mm -hmm. okay. So they do 80% of the talking. That's what makes it consultative. Right, right. Um, and then what do you, what do you, um, how do you help people that, um, new sales guys that tend to talk too much or want to talk by themselves more than listen? You got to coach them. You know, yeah. the thing about sales and the mistake companies and individuals make when they're hired that sales rep, they find that outgoing person that, you know, just likes to talk. They hardly listen and they just turn them loose. The easiest way to destroy your brand is to take somebody that doesn't want to sell the way you want them to sell and send them out in the public and they'll kill your brand. Yeah. I think sales is a, a combination of messaging, skills, processes, and communications. Mm -hmm. Those are all things that can be taught. So when we train, we'll have all the different communication styles. We'll have shy people, outgoing people, but they all have success because we've broken it down to skills. Mm. What's some of your, um, uh, there's a whole lot of so much automation. I think people get sort of bogged down automation. I was very interested that you're focusing on talking and listening on the phone. And most people are talking about, you know, active campaign and funnels and all this jazz. You still have some tools in your arsenal or you just focus well, on the phone? Of course you do. And yeah. all those things to me are inbound marketing funnels. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I just did a podcast. 73% of paid for inbound leads never get contacted. So only 27% of paid for inbound leads are even being approached. Okay. The average time a person, a company responds to a paid inbound lead is 47 hours. Uh, so, horrible. We have many funnels, we have leads, but at the end of the day, what are you doing with the leads? And quite frankly, hmm. there are companies right now spending a ton of money yeah. only that their sales reps you know, are sending out emails only. And, and, and I'm not anti-email, don't get me wrong, but I will tell you right now, most companies have a cybersecurity company, they've hired them. And what they're telling their people is if you don't know the person who's sending you that email, do not open it. Yeah. So now something that used to be an entry point is people are being told, don't open it. So I can get through more people with the phone than you can get through on an email. That is fantastic. You know, it's so funny. I was uh, I like you. I'm sure I love watching good salespeople work. So when I'm trying to buy something and I was on a website last year, and I'll never forget this. But I was looking around on it. The chat thing pops up I'm like, eh, I don't know, not now. I surf for a few more minutes. I'm like oh, I was kind of curious about that. So I filled their form. I got a phone call within like two minutes and you know, yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I talked to them and I ended up making a $15,000 purchase. So it does work. Um, but 40, 
seven hours is the average time? I mean, some people yeah, have that. Yeah, the, the statistics out there are unbelievable. I got a big client in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. uh, there are 50 stores with Renda Center. Yeah. And and I was doing a coaching with their upper level management on the whole thing that they're spending tons of money yeah. on inbound leads. And they're getting them. But I asked them, what is your time to contact? Yeah. Are you measuring it? There's software that can measure everything. Sure, yeah. yeah. And are you measuring every sales rep when they get a lead? How quickly do they mm -hmm. pull the trigger? And and I don't want to call them out. The, 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 you obviously wherever they were, it got better because you work with them. I'm guessing. But it, 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 there's not a company we've been in forever yeah. that has great response time. Some have better than others. Right. Okay, but great response time will net more business. Yeah. And then the companies you work with, you work with individuals as well as, you know, Fortune 500 and everything in between. Have you seen anybody struggle with that transition going from the founder to hiring his first salespeople? Well, let, let's face it. Usually the person who opens the door in the beginning has uh, got that never say die attitude. They're going to work 20 hours a day. And they think when they hire people, that's who they're getting. No. All right. And what they're getting is somebody different. Mm -hmm. And and then they think, oh, this person, because they came in, did a good interview, they've got it. They've got all the skills. The yeah. one thing I see more than anything lacking in sales management is the word accountability. Mm. Companies are afraid of the word. Employees hate the word. But at yeah. the end of the day, somebody has to be accountable to get the job done without cash flow companies go out of business that's right that's right so you mentioned at the top of the show here about uh, a big benefit big takeaway here joe so go ahead lay it out lay it on us so the takeaway was if you you know consultative sales is going to help you close more business but here's something else transactionals get to yes or no as quickly as possible consultative is rapport building and over the course of lifetime that's where your best referrals are going to come from because not only did they like the way you sold to them they're willing to turn you loose on their database that's right that's right so um other than your own stuff what's your favorite sales book you know uh i think one of the best sales books ever written mm -hmm. is old how i went from failure to success in selling by Betker. It's an old, old book, but I'm telling you something, mm -hmm. I reread that book because it's very relevant to outbound sales. Yeah, yeah. I um, I just went through Alex Ramosi's $100 million offer. And, uh, you know, like you, I've, I've read a lot, right? I've read a lot of those books and after a while, I'm like, okay, I kind of know things, right? And I'm going through that book, I'm like, whoa, it was a real good, fresh perspective from a young cat who's tearing it up, you know, in the m and yeah. pretty good, yeah. so. I like that one quite a bit. Um, and you also mentioned earlier that you got a special gift for some of yeah. the viewers today. Go ahead and let us know what it is. This is how you get it, folks. Everybody take out their cell phone and right. go into your text area. Okay. And you're going to go to the message place. Uh -huh. And in that message place, you're going to type in sales edge, S-A-L-E-S-E-D-G-E. -E -E. But make sure it's one word. Some phones will break it up. Put quotes sorry, in sales there. what? Sales edge. Edge. One word. Okay. You're going to text it to five, five, six, seven, eight, five, five, six, seven, eight. That should take you to a peachy and peachy link. Okay. 
once you hit that link, there's going to be a splash page. There it is. That splash page, you'll be able to put your email in there and you will get a free course on the nine essentials of sales success. It's a master class. You can also scroll down after that and subscribe to our podcast, The Sales Edge. But get that free course. I'm telling you, it's a master class on what you need to do to have consistent business. We have weathered every bad economy with that webinar. Outstanding. Can't wait to do it. Any uh, closing bits of wisdom here, Mr. Pichi? I don't know about wisdom, but I will tell you something. Uh, you know, the key to success is always a few things. Number one, you find what it is you want, your prize. You find the price, and then you just pay it because there is no simple way for success. You're going to work your butt off in sales or business ownership. So right. find a business that you love building. Find something you believe in selling, and you'll be very successful. That's great advice. I love it so much. Thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate you having the show today. Thank you so much. Folks, check below. There's some show notes there. And don't forget to text him that thing for the webinar. I'm doing it. I can't wait to go through it. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. You bet. And that concludes our show for today. Uh, don't forget to check out Joe's stuff. He is the number one sales trainer on the planet, according to the sales guru, six years in a row. So he knows what he's talking about. He's got the experience to back it up. And I hope you had a great day. Don't forget to check out the uh, show notes and subscribe. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye.